There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Diwali, the Festival of Lights, is a vibrant and colorful celebration that marks the victory of light over darkness and good over evil. We invite you to celebrate Diwali with a drive through two and a half miles of sparkling lights at the Bull Run Festival of Lights in Centerville, Virginia. The Bull Run Festival of Lights is open November 10th through January 7th. Save time and money by purchasing a ticket online at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center, One Church in Global Locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. Let's make our confession of faith together. I am unconditionally loved by God and at harvest. I come to God as I am, but I won't stay as I am because the life-giving message I'll receive will make me more like the great I am. I'm on 10 and I win in Jesus' name. Remain standing. Go to Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 5, verse number 13. Isaiah 5, verse number 13. Say American Idols. We're going to deal with a lot this series. I encourage you not to miss any of the messages. We're going to touch some important topics, some important stuff that's going to affect your life, that's going to impact your life. Isaiah 5, 13. It says this, therefore, my people have gone into captivity. Say bondage. bondage. Say lack. Bondage. Say disorder. Bondage. Say mess. Bondage. Now, here's he tells you why. Because they don't know nothing. He says, because they have no knowledge. Watch this. Even their honorable men are famished. That, that means they're starving. And their multitude is dried up with thirst. Why is all that happening? Because of a lack of knowledge. Now, I'll go to Hosea 4.6. Hosea 4.6. Isaiah says, my people are in lack. They're in bondage. They're in captivity. They're in drama. They're in bad relationships. They're in bad financial deals. They're in bad car deals. They're in bad situations because they lack knowledge. Here's Hosea 4.6. And let's figure out why, they don't, why we lack knowledge. Hosea 4.6. My people are destroyed for a lack of but look at what happens here. He clarifies this point. God does. Because you have rejected knowledge. Which means he says, it wasn't that the information wasn't available. It's amazing me how many people sit up and say, God, I just need a word. We got a bookstore full of stuff that you won't go get. We got a mobile app full of stuff that you won't listen to. We got a website full of messages that you won't listen to. And you have the audacity to sit up and be mad at God and say, God, I can't hear you. And God says, no, you're rejecting me because you want me to come visit you in a burning bush. That's not how I work. I did that with Moses, but with you, I sent you a man of God to preach the word to you. And you won't even hear it. You reject it. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also, watch this, reject you. For being a priest for me. What's a priest? One who goes to God on behalf of the people. You and I are kings and priests, which means we can go to God on behalf of ourselves. So he says, watch this. The reason you feel far from me right now isn't because I moved. It's because you rejected knowledge. I'm talking to somebody today where you've been feeling like God is far away, like he doesn't hear you, like your prayers aren't working, like you're just going through the motions. Well, I got an announcement for you. The reason you feel like that is because God says you've been rejecting knowledge. But today... That changes. 
He says, because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forgive your children. Father, customize, tailor-make this word for us, your people, that we would move and walk in what you have ordained. This year, everybody connected to Harvest, we know it's your desire that we would be on 10, experiencing the best of the best, people, places, things, and ideas. As we venture into this new series today, I pray that this word would not fall on deaf ears. I pray that this word father would go and penetrate and remain with us and stay with us father the scripture says that you've sent us to the earth to rule reign conquer and subdue we are raising up an army of world changers in our church we are raising up an army of curse breakers in our church we are we are not just some mistakes we are not just some accidents we've made mistakes that's not who we are we've had failures that's not who we are i declare that the king and priest that is on the inside of everybody will begin to rise up in the name of jesus you're greater than what you've been through you're greater than what you face and we thank you that it would break forth now in jesus name somebody shout hallelujah as you take your seats introduce today's message title to somebody high five them and tell them the revelation of america the revelation of america yes watch this in this series american idols we're going to deal with this concept an idol is defined as an image or representation of a god used as an object of worship now it doesn't mean it is a god it just means it gets attention like it is the mainstreamed Americanized version of Christianity has some interesting contrast from what the Bible actually teaches. And in this life-giving series, we're going to see what the Bible really says on a variety of topics to demolish. Somebody say demolish. The American idols created by misinformation and misunderstandings of God's word. Revelation, by definition, means the uncovering of what's always been there, but not clearly seen nor understood. Let me be clear at the onset of this message. I love the USA. Am I the only one that? <laughs> Where y'all from then? I says, but there are some realities we need to deal with, especially in this time uh, of election uh, that we are facing here now in a couple of days. The French emperor Napoleon is attributed with saying this, never interfere with an enemy when they are in the process of destroying themselves. The ramification, that is the consequence of that statement, is that if you set one negative mentality or belief in motion, if it's believed and never challenged or corrected, it will perpetuate and then people will defeat themselves. And if that's been your life, I'm going to announce to you those days are over in your life whatever bad mentalities or mindsets you've been operating with that have been causing you to defeat yourself I declare that's over touch your neighbor say that's over let me remind you of who you are. You are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You are the curse breaker in your bloodline. Touch your neighbor say you don't have a clue who you sit next to now watch this. Today, as I mentioned to you already, I just want to stress it to you because whatever you repeat, you believe. I need to say it again so you get it down in your spirit and believe it. We're going to talk about some real issues today. And at the onset, I want to be clear that through God's grace at Harvest, we are like the United Nations of church and we are diverse in every way. And believe it or not, we're a modern miracle. So I want to say that to be clear that don't interpret anything I minister to you today as anti anybody nor anything. It's just simply truth. There's this orange juice I like to drink, and I'll just go in and give them a commercial. They need to send a tie. It's called Simply Orange because it's the real deal. Now, touch your neighbor and say, this is simply truth today because it's the real deal. Here it is, Revelation of America. Number one, point number one, the media manipulates us masterfully. The, the media manipulates us masterfully. Now, this statement, hear me, again, is not anti-media, but it is anti-manipulation that can happen through the media because he who controls the media controls the narrative so you can control the world. And history is nothing more than his story. Well, to be the his in the story, you have to control the media. And if you control the media, you get to control the narrative that people believe about the world. 
And in the media, unfortunately, there's often an inaccurate presentation of different people groups that perpetuates, watch this, practice prejudice that paints certain narratives that turn people against one another. Watch this. If we were to peruse American history to the time of the African enslavement in America, we'd see the genesis of the masterful manipulation of the media through the lenses of African slavery, which was based on social stratification. Bishop, what is that? It is the categorization of people into rankings and groupings based on noticeable differences to turn people against one another and for some to feel superior and others to feel inferior. It is practice prejudice through the media's masterful manipulation. Watch this. In response to the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jane Elliott, who is a well-known diversity trainer, uh, she exposed prejudice for what it really was, an irrational system of stratification based on uncontrollable arbitrary factors. If you're black, you can't control that. If you're white, you can't control that. If you're Hispanic, you can't control that. If you're Asian, you can't control that. If you're a man, you can't control that. If you're a woman, you can't control that. Just your neighbor say, I can't control that. She devised the startling blue eyes, brown eyes exercise and she put it on public display in America on the Oprah Winfrey show in the early 90s. Hey, Oprah, good to see you. Uh, watch this. By labeling, a lot of folks watching Chicago and L.A., so I don't know where she at today, but give me a show too. Okay, watch this. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, say brown eyes, blue eyes. Now watch this. It labeled its participants as inferior or superior based solely upon the color of their eyes, which exposed the majority to the experiences of being a minority. See, the brown eye who she made uh, the majority began to believe they were really better than those with blue eyes because they were told that they were and they were treated better than those with blue eyes who were intentionally and overtly treated poorly to mimic what many minorities in society were experiencing. And the blue-eyed people began to respond angrily. Mm -hmm. They called them angry blue-eyed people angry blue-eyed men watch this and they began to act like what they were told they were and the brown-eyed called them angry blue-eyed people and ridiculed them for fighting to be treated like the brown-eyed you, 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 you missed the whole point of the principle. Uh, based on the masterful manipulation of the media, what we have now is that they have turned blacks against whites. They've turned young against old. They've turned brown against not brown. Uh, why? So that they can have control. Because the book says a house divided against itself cannot stand. But when you get a church like ours where everybody come, y'all not saying nothing. Touch your neighbor, say we came to take over. Yeah, we can't believe the media's masterful manipulation that turns blacks against whites and tall against short and young against old. No, touch a neighbor and say, don't fall for that. So check it out. The brown eyed and the blue eyed, they turned against one another simply, simply because they began to be treated differently. And they began to believe the narrative that was perpetrated and the narrative that was postulated. So they began to turn on one another. Uh, watch this. Simply because of what somebody said. You're not hearing what I'm saying. The truth be told is that they were both humans. But the moment somebody pointed out differences and said, you're better because of this difference and you're less because of this difference, they turned on one another. Can I tell you that's what America has been doing since its inception is turning people against one another so somebody can be on top and somebody can be on bottom. Oh, but I got news for somebody today. He said he'll make the first last and the last shall be. But he'll make the tale that... That's this. 
in America, African Americans were turned against one another throughout the time of slavery for the purpose of control, young versus old, light versus dark, rich versus poor, male versus female, and so on. And the masterful manipulation that happens through the media causes people groups to inaccurately assess their value. Are you still here, church? Now, I told you we were going to talk about some real stuff. Tell said, it's real stuff. Okay, let me give you some examples. Now, remember, nothing I'm preaching today is anti anybody or anything, just anti-stupid. Why? My people are destroyed for a lack of, well, you ain't going to be able to say, I didn't know. Because you got a pastor that's bold enough and willing to say, I'm not just going to sit here and preach, give me this house, give me this cash, give me this car, give me this clothes. There's some real stuff we got to deal with that ain't about give me, give me, give me, but it's about I've been sent to be a change. I wasn't sent to just pay bills and die. I was sent to change something. I was sent to solve a problem. That's your neighbor say you don't have a clue who you sit next to. Let me show you the media's masterful manipulation. Let me give you a couple of examples. For example, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture data from 2013, which administers welfare, watch this, 40.2% of the recipients were white. But what's the narrative we're told in America? It's all these minorities that are on welfare. So what do they want to do? Turn whites against blacks. So whites say, give me my country back because I'm paying for you. When that's actually not true. Y'all not saying nothing to me. You better touch your neighbor and say, Bishop told us we got to deal with the truth. Nobody took it from anybody. Truth be told, everybody stole it from the Native Americans. I'll dare us sit up and talk about building a wall to keep some people out when we stole it in the first place. Y'all not saying nothing. Watch this. Let's keep these illegals out. You illegal. The U.S. Department of Agriculture locked them doors. Ain't nobody leaving until I'm through. 40.2% of welfare recipients are white. 25% are black. 10% are Hispanic. 2% are Asian. 1% are Native, uh, Native American. But the media presents another narrative. So you got folk going around talking about we're paying for all of this, we're paying for all that, and that's not even true. Y'all not saying nothing. Let me give you another example. According to the FBI, 2,630 white people killed 3,172 white people. Uh-huh. That same, that, that same statistic says if you compare it to the black population, 2,447 African-Americans murdered 2,695 African-Americans. What's the bigger issue? White on white crime. Well, what's the narrative that America paints? These blacks are killing one another. Why? To turn whites against blacks and blacks against whites. So we live in the same city but hate one another. We live in the same area but turn on one another. Y'all not saying nothing. And I declare we've been raised up for such a time as this to pull this foolishness down. Touch your neighbor and say it's got to come down. Here's the facts. White people kill more white people because white people around more white people. Black people kill more black people because black people around more black people. Check the stats. People groups kill their own people groups simply because they're around their own people groups more. And so watch this. Here's the narrative. Well, don't talk to us about police killing black men. You stop black on black crime. That's not the problem. Oh, y'all gonna sit up and... 
And that's not anti-police to be anti-murder with a badge. This is too much for Denver. I should have saved this for Dallas. Say masterful manipulation. So now you got people turning on one another. Let's not talk about police. Let's talk about black on black crime. No, let's talk about white on white crime because it's higher. Now, this isn't anti-anybody, but you see the narrative? So then you got people afraid to stand up for lives because, well, we got to work on black on black crime. No, no, you don't get to kill people because you have badge. That badge means you're supposed to protect and serve, not judge and sentence to death on the street. Now, I want to be clear. Our police have a tough job. I don't want to do that job. So I salute our police. Matter of fact, give them a great hand. Give them right now. What's this? But let's not forget the reason police were created in America to capture runaway slaves. So don't sit up and act like there's not racism in the police or racism in the church or racism in the government or race. And that's why the church of God must rise up. Now is the time for the saints of the most high God to. Let me give you another example of the media's masterful manipulation. Now, remember, this isn't anti anybody. We just just the, the narrative we've been taught is very different. Watch this. Another example is that, watch this. In America, whites lead blacks two to one in arrest. Two to one. 66.3% of rapes committed by whites. 31 by blacks. 64% of grand larceny, that's theft, committed by whites. 31% by blacks. This is what are you saying? But that's not the narrative we're taught. If a young white boy shoots up a church, didn't they say he had a mental problem? A young black boy goes and does it, uh, uh, goes and, uh, and tries to make some money to pay for his stuff and this and that. Well, he's a thug. Y'all not saying nothing. Why? Because as long as the media can keep us divided. As long as they can keep us thinking that blacks are this and whites are this and this and that and all that. Because you do know all white supremacists aren't white. It's some black white supremacists that have such low thinking about themselves. It's some white black supremacists. It's some. But as long as they can keep us divided, as long as they can keep us believing false narratives about one another. But I declare that's coming to an end. Not only in our city, not only in our region, I declare it's coming to an end in our nation. And it don't matter who gets elected to the White House because God's house was standing before the White House and it'll be standing after. Somebody holler, that's over. So when the media tells you something next time, go check it. Go check it. God, let me leave this alone. N number two, number two, this is going to shock you. You ready? What's point number one? Manipulates us masterfully. They do a great job at it to make money. You can't believe that. Well, I read it on the news. Well, who wrote the news? 
if you go look at who actually owns most of the news, and you got to pay attention to what's going on, is they're now building these big, huge conglomerates that are controlled. If you see who's actually sitting at the top of these conglomerates, you understand why the narrative is what it is. It's quiet, church. All right, here's number two. Say, uh, the revelation of America. Here's revelation number two. America isn't a Christian nation. America's a nation with Christians in it. It's not a Christian nation. Bishop, what do you mean? The same Christian nation used distortions of the Bible to justify slavery. The same, quote, Christian nation used distortions of the Bible to justify rape. All right, we got to go there. Politicians create moral culture wars that unfortunately cause Christians to often vote counter their own interests because of a couple of hot button issues. It's hypocritical to attempt to legislate morality. You can't legislate morality. Morality is a choice. All right, okay, let's go there. It's hypocritical to attempt to legislate morality and what are described as conservative family values. And consequently, many Christians think they most vote Republican. Now, let me give you full disclosure. I'm not a Democrat nor a Republican. I'm what you call an independent in America. And then I got something bigger than that. I'm kingdom. So if you get in my way, I'll roll right through you and find somebody to get what. So let's be clear. I have no vested interest here. Are you hear what I'm saying? Watch this. But here's what's funny about conservative family values. Okay. Oh, I can't vote for this one because they're for abortion. Let me just tell you something. That law is not changing. So let me just help you with that. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, that murder's right. What I'm saying is the law is not changing. And, and, and let me just throw this out there, too. If God gives people choice, who are you? Doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. If God gives people choice, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. You make that decision for yourself. But here's what's funny. 70% of the women that get abortion self-identify as Christians. So wait a minute. We want to talk about conservative family values when 70% of the women getting them. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, and 43% of the women that get them attend church every week, according to a LifeWay research study. So the majority of the people that are complaining about something are the ones using it. So let's not put our fingers and judge people. Instead of judging a woman that gets an abortion, put your arm around her and love her and say, God loves you and we love you and your best is yet to come. Christians going to talk about we anti, but no, we ain't. We use it more than anybody else does. And let me say this. If you're a woman that's had one, lift your, uh, no, no, I ain't going to have you lift your hand. I, ain't gonna I declared you better let that guilt fall off of you. You better let that shame fall off of you. Your God loves you and he's washed away everything with his precious blood. Don't you dare walk around with your head down. We can't say we're pro-life because unborn babies die, but say nothing about African-American men being slaughtered. For selling a cigarette outside. You're not pro-life. 
It's a lie. No, 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 not true. Because you'd have something to say about that. It's quiet, church. And again, if you're just joining me, don't interpret anything. I'm not anti-police. I'm not anti I'm, I'm pro-people. This message is anti-stupid. Not anti-people. Say it's anti-stupid. Not anti-people. Uh-huh. Now, there's another hot-button issue I could touch. Bishop, the family's been destroyed because of this. Now, yeah, it's okay. If y'all don't say amen, I'm going to go there. I got a whole message later in the series, but I might just open up this box. If I open it up, I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish. Bishop, the family's been destroyed because of this. No, it's being destroyed because two people get married that shouldn't get married. Not, okay, see, I'm trying to be nice around this here. What God has joined together, let no man put asunder. The statistics were bad before that, so stop blaming that on something that ain't got nothing to do with it. See, I'm trying to be nice because if I open this up. Well, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Here's what happens. Uh, America's not a Christian nation. They, bl- they create false moral issues for people to fight about. And say, vote for me because I have this stance. Doesn't matter. You, go, you ain't going to change nothing. I said, vote for me because I'm in all black on first Sunday. But that's what I wear on first Sundays. I didn't just choose to wear my collar today. I said, I'm going to wear a tie today. Vote for me. Black ties matter. Vote for me. You know, I'm going to give you your white tie back. It's quiet in here. I says, you can't antagonize people and evangelize them at the same time. And, and, and this, this, this uh, I'm skirting around it today because I got a whole message later on where we're going to dive. And it's going to be some finger pointing you've been doing, you're going to stop doing because we're going to see what the book actually says. But, but watch this. Touch your name and say, stay with Bishop. God's law is the love of people. Not attempting to legislate your personal preference. And these fights keep us hating people. Fighting people. John 13, 34. This is Jesus talking. A new commandment I give to you. That you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. Verse 35 of John 13. By this. Somebody say by this. All will know that you are my disciples because you know how to judge one another. Because you know how to beat up on one another. No, because you what? Love one another. Touch your neighbor and say, love me. I, I can't stand Christians who their basis of Christianity is based on beating down other people. I'm not into that because God's not into that. Touch your neighbor and say, love me. Because what we have, what we have is we have a lot of folk that think they know what the Bible says, don't actually know what it says. Bishop, okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to just, I'm going to, I ain't jumping in the pool, I'm going to put my foot in the water because I got to move. I got, I got 10 minutes. I'm preaching minutes. I got 10 minutes. Touch your neighbor and say, put your foot in the water. Well, Bishop, God's definition of marriage is one man and one woman, bless God. 
Tell that to Solomon. He has 700 wives and 300 hoes. No, that's what the Bible calls them, whoremongers. That's what the Bible calls them. I'm not cussing. I'm not cussing. That's why we have kids' church. We're we, we going to jump into that later on in this series. Here's number three. Here's number three. I got to finish. I got 10 minutes. I don't have time to jump there. I got stuff to say. I just can't say it right now. I ain't got time. It's about a time. Here's the third revelation of America. You ready? All politics is local. Here's the history. I'm going to blow your mind with this. Here's the history of the two major parties, Republicans and Democrats, in America. Here's what you probably never knew. Is the Ku Klux Klan was the extreme terrorist faction of the Democratic Party that punished blacks in the South in retaliation for the Civil War. Watch this. What eventually happened is that the Republican, now listen, I'm not Republican or Democrat and I'm not endorsing one another because things changed after a little while. Let me give you the rest of the history. With that compromise, watch this, that compromise was that a particular uh, president when he was being uh, elected, this particular president, it was Rutherford Hayes, they had to do what was called the Great Compromise because the Republican Party had become the party that were protecting the rights of the slaves. They were protecting, uh, former slaves, excuse me. They were protecting their rights. They were fighting for them. They were giving them opportunities. And it was the extreme faction, the KKK, that was the extreme faction of the Democratic Party. They terrorized African-Americans. Lynchings, that was KKK. That was the extreme faction of the Democratic Party and the late 1800s but when President Rutherford Hayes uh, was uh, elected they came up with this great compromise and the Republicans had given up their fight for racial equality and blacks rights in the South so in 1877 Rutherford Hayes withdrew the last federal troops from the South because what happened in the South there were many Republican uh, black governments and so the president sent down uh, federal troops to protect and keep those Republican-led governments in power what happened is with this great compromise, they withdrew the troops. And President Rutherford Hayes said, he said, well, I just think that these Democrats, when they get, now again, this was in 1877, things change. He said, I just think when these Democrats get elected, they're going to be kind towards the blacks. They're going to be nice toward them. They're going to do right. I'm going to withdraw federal troops and they're going to do nice and everybody's going to get along. That's not what happened. In fact, terrorism, that's the, ori the original terrorists. They terrorized blacks and they got positions of power in government and then passed laws like Jim Crow. They passed laws like uh, having to take certain exams. I, I actually, the other day, I, I, I tried to take one of the exams that they used to give to slaves to be able to vote and I couldn't do it. Now, I'm a learned man. I got more degrees than you can count. And I said, I don't know how to do that. I guess I just wouldn't be able to vote. Quiet church. I'm not, I'm not being pretentious. Don't take that the wrong way. Touch your neighbor and say, you smart, you kind, you're important. It's from a movie. Watch this. He withdrew the federal troops. And so terrorism against African-Americans in the South uh, went rampant. It went crazy. And it ended what was known in American history as the era of reconstruction. That is post-Civil War now trying to or attempting to give African-Americans equality in America. And Republicans at that point, essentially with the Great Compromise of 1877, they turned on blacks. This shifted in the late 1960s when the Democratic candidate for President John F. Kennedy's campaign was involved in getting Dr. Martin Luther King out for bogus charges related to a sit-in that were levied against him in the South, consequently shifting many African-American voting patterns to be Democratic. 
Now, you didn't know that. Or maybe you did. And just acted like you didn't know. Now, Bishop Foreman, what are you trying to say? Here's the truth. Both parties are loyal to self. Whatever's going to get them elected is what they're going to say. Again, full disclosure, if you're just joining me, I'm not a Democrat nor a Republican, nor am I encouraging you to vote any type of way. You vote for however and whoever you want to. For president, I voted for Bishop Foreman. Vice President Bishop Bright. That's what I... I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I wouldn't want that job. I really wouldn't, because I would pastor. I wouldn't president. Bishop, what's the difference? I'd be like, no, this is what we're doing. Well, sir... This is the cathedral, not the White House. This is the cathedral. I came to pastor. I didn't come to, to pay politics. I wouldn't want that job. You, no, no. If you see all the presidents, they go in nice and young, and then they come out, bags under their eyes. They all gray. They just ready to go. They tired. But why won't he fight? Because he's tired. That's why he just, he's tired. All his life he ain't had to fight. He tired. Now watch this. Here's the problem. Say all politics is local. In America, we're having this big fight about Trump, Clinton, and them other people. Now, I say those other people because you know about two other candidates or two, two or three. But in the if you, I've already voted. I voted several weeks ago. There's like 13 or 14 different people running for president. I told you one of the guys' name was Deacon. I was like, he might be a safe choice. <laughs> I don't know him, but he's a deacon. I don't know. <laughs> I'm being funny. Watch this. Here's the reality. You're worried about a fight that, truth be told, is really not going to affect your everyday life. In any organization, the chief executive has very little to do with what happens at the ground level. That's just the facts of the matter. Now, you're worried about POTUS, President of the United States. But let me give you an example of how that's foolish. Um, uh, uh, a year or two or so ago uh, in St. Louis, in Ferguson, there was a young African-American man uh, that uh, was slaughtered on the streets. Now, uh, uh, here's what's interesting. That DA, district attorney, refused to pursue any criminal charges against the officer that seemingly slaughtered Michael Brown. With, but, but watch this, without cause. Well, watch this, watch this. I'm not litigating the matter, just, you know, facts are facts. You do that to somebody, you're going you're gonna to be, they're going to say, well, we're going to try. Can't be two sets of rules. You can't move the finish line for different people. Okay. All right, watch this. Now, here's what happened in America. Mr. President, you need to do this. Mr. President, I can't believe the president. I can't believe the DOJ. I can't believe Eric Holder. I can't believe this. I can't believe this. Nobody ran against that district attorney when he was up for re-election. So while you're mad at the president, nobody actually ran against the man that was responsible. So stop talking about Black Lives Matter or White Lives Matter or Blue Lives Matter if you won't get involved at your local level. You don't care about nothing if you're only worried about Trump and Clinton. What's going on on your street? So people were mad, angry, rioting, fighting, and I get it. But then when it was time for this man to get reelected, he didn't even have anybody challenge him. So the man actually responsible for why no charges were filed. I ain't talking about conviction. I'm talking about a charge. He ran unopposed. 
Do you even know the name of the mayor of Denver? Do you even know? See, you, <laughs> do you even know the name of the mayor of Aurora? Do you even know that the mayor of Aurora doesn't actually run the city? Do you even know that? The city manager runs the city. He's an unelected official that's hired by city council that's accountable to them but not to us. And Mr. what do you mean they're not accountable to us? Don't we vote them in? Very few do. Very few people are actually cognizant of who your city is. And watch this, in the South, they, the, the political figures have to bow to the church. So they have to come to the church to get the church's endorsement. In this region, they don't even bother coming to churches. You know why? Because they figure the church ain't powerful enough. But I declare that there is an army rising up where if they want to be elected in this city, they're going to have to come here and the political figures are going to have to bow to the church of Jesus Christ. Yeah. What's this? Local judges. You mad at legislation. President needs to do this. And here's the reality of it. In leadership, whenever you're at the top, you get blamed for stuff you have nothing to do with. I can't tell you how many times people have said, I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I have nothing to do with that. I ain't seen that. I ain't I seen. I haven't seen that. I have no clue what you're talking about. And yet, just because I'm at the top, it just comes with the chair. Watch this. In your families, parents, have you ever noticed how your kids blame you for stuff you don't have nothing to do with? Mom, my science project is late and it's your fault. You told me on Sunday night at 1030, you had a science project due on Monday morning. You told me Monday night at 1130, Daddy, I forgot I got to buy cupcakes for the entire fifth grade class. And it's my fault? Local judges, local officials, city council, mayoral races. Do you know, and the Denver mayoral race uh, a couple of years ago, that the mayor, uh, that that race, uh, mayor ran, raised about $1 million for that race. Do you know that uh, out of the 600,000 plus residents, uh, or uh, citizens rather, in Denver, that less than 100, or about 100,000 actually voted. One-sixth of the city's population voted. Which means one-sixth spoke for the other five You sitting up here mad at the president. You mad at Senate. You mad at people who, who their policies don't affect what happens in your everyday life. And you, you didn't even bother to figure who out there was. I don't care, child. I don't care. Whatever they do. I, whatever they do. These are the places, the changes that affect you on your everyday life. These are the changes that, that they're made. So watch this. If I were to ask you, the mayor of Denver, mayor of Aurora, mayor of Dallas, even Dallas, a major city, isn't ran by the mayor. City manager runs the city. Got it? Denver's ran by the mayor, the chief executive there. Mr. Performer, what are you trying to say? Most people don't even know that. So you're mad. In fact, the mayor of Aurora just became full-time. You missed it. He was a part-time city employee until recently. It's quiet, church. Say all politics is local. So when you're voting, if you haven't voted, you sitting there looking at the you know, president. But have you researched all these judges? They're the ones making the decisions that are affecting your family, affecting your cousins, affecting your aunts and uncles and aunties. They're the ones making the decisions. And you know what most people just do? Just keep them. Just keep them. I don't even know who they are. Who is that? Retain, 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 retain. And you're retaining the people that are putting you in there. 
you're retaining racist. You're retaining prejudice. You're retaining bigotry. You're retaining it because you won't even go research it. And you mad. The president needs to do something about this. That's below his pay grade. Preach, Bishop. All right, here's my final point. I'm done. Y'all all right? Number four. Only the church can change America. It's Revelation of America. Only the church can change America. Here it is. Revelation 5.9. This is where we shout. Revelation 5.9. You ready? Now, Bishop Foreman, what do you mean only the church? Who's the church? We are. So you individually are the church, ecclesia, called out of darkness into light. But in addition to that, when we gather together, we are the church, also the body of Christ. So you're the church, but then collectively, we're the church. Say, we're the church. So then who can change America? We can. We're waiting on politicians to do what they were never ordained to do. They were ordained to execute our will. But we don't even have will. So they have nothing they can do because all we're talking about is, child, I'm going to get my tax refund and go shopping in America. I know it. Revelation 5, 9. Watch this. I know some of y'all busy, but I came to church to get a word. I'm giving you one. Revelation 5, 9. Uncovering Revelation. And they sang a new song saying you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain who's it talking about there jesus and have redeemed us to god by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation leave that verse up for just a moment so here's what he's saying leave that verse up he says as the church we are every tribe every tongue every people every nation which means the church isn't just black in just white, in just Hispanic, in just young, in just not young. Somebody says everybody. Say it again, says everybody. Which means we can't be excluding people. Our job is to be including people. Verse 10. And have made who? Us. Who's us? The church. Why did he make us? Kings and what? Priests. Now, I've given you a simple definition that means successful and spiritual. To who? Our God. Now, I want you to say this last part like you're hollering at your kids' parents. And then kids, I want you to say it like the way you wish you sometimes could talk to your mom and dad. All right, watch this. One, two, ready, say it. No, you, you don't understand what I'm saying. You don't understand what I'm saying. And we shall reign Where? Have you ever noticed in America, however, when a great, powerful leader rises, that they try to take him down? Because Satan ain't scared of your shout. He ain't scared of your praise. He ain't scared of your worship. What he's scared of is you figuring out you're a king and a priest. What he's scared of is the church of Jesus reigning on the earth. What he's scared of is us telling the government, you bow to us. We ain't bound to you. We don't need your handout. You need us to get you in there. Now, watch this. Watch this. Uh, 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 uh. The purpose of salvation isn't to die to go to heaven. Because if it was, once you're saved, you can just die. Why keep living after you get saved? If that's the purpose, then just die. Doesn't even say that makes no sense. The reason we don't die is because we're supposed to live to bring heaven to earth.
That's the kingdom. Say the kingdom. Last verse, I'm done. Isaiah 9, 6. Am I helping anybody? Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government. That, now, that word government there in the Hebrew language of our Old Testament, it means empire, will be upon his shoulder. Now, shoulder there means, watch this, his back. Watch this, his portion. But I like this definition. By his consent. And the government will be upon his consent. This is, what does that mean? And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. What's this? What's this? Say his consent. his consent. The only reason America is the way it is is because the church consents. Amen. Amen. What do you mean? The only reason we got folk fighting one another, coming against one another, beating down people, protesting against people, tearing people down, is because the church sits back and says, what do you want us to do? The only reason that the presidential candidates act the way they do is because the church acts like, what's that boy, Chicken George. They're just happy to be there. So-and-so invited me to their party. And meanwhile, Mass is sitting back just pulling strings. Mr. what are you trying to say? I'm just wondering if there's anybody like me who says, I'm glad I'm saved. Uh, what's this? What's this? Let me finish. Let me finish. I know you're glad. Let me finish, though. I know you're glad. And if you're not, you're going to be saved in just a minute. You're going to give your life to Jesus in just a moment. But what's this? But that says, I can't sit back no more and watch what's happening in the world, in the country, in the nation. All of that, I, I can't sit back and just tolerate this foolishness of folk tearing down one another, beating down one another. The poor get poor, the rich get richer. And yet you say you serve the God of the, imp the impossible, yet you seem to be stuck in impossibilities. I'm just wondering if there's some radical people that say if the government is on his shoulder, watch this, we are his what? Church. We are his body. So where is the government really? On our backs, on our consent. Which means, watch this, here's the point for those of you that are missing it. Rather than complaining about what's going on, we got to be the change we want to see. And that change begins with loving God. Loving people and loving life. I just wonder if there's some radical people in here that say we were sent to rule, reign, conquer, and subdue. I'm ready to make something happen that's bigger than what's going on in this nation, bigger than what's going on in my family, bigger than what's going on in my street. The world is supposed to bow to the church. That's why the scripture says I'm through. No wonder Satan props himself up as an angel of light. Put that scripture up. Y'all give me that scripture. He props himself up as an angel of light. Here's what's interesting. Angel there is the word pastor. Which means Satan says if I can get some weak, passive pastors 
that will teach people how to struggle rather than conquer teach them to manage misery rather than conquer it teach them to just be happy and satisfied even though they should be pursuing greater if I can pastor the pulpits in America I'll let them have church as long as they never be the church so here's what I came to do at this 915 I just came to stir up an army <laughs> that's alright like Gideon I just came to stir up an army that says we're supposed to rule on the earth which means I'm not going to be passive about my life anymore I'm not going to be passive about my church anymore I'm not going to be passive about my kids anymore I'm not going to be passive about my family anymore I'm not going to be passive about my finances anymore where is the army you, you. I said where is the army Well, watch this. Watch this. I'll, I'll, I'll perhaps have more time to do this justice at the 1115. Watch this. Uh, say the church, the church is the only thing that can change the world. Jesus got him a dream team of 12. One of them was the devil. Which means, watch this, everybody on your team won't play the game all the way through. You don't need to be mad when people disappear. Because watch this. The scripture says, if they don't produce fruit, he cuts them. There are some people that were in your life that were sucking your life, that weren't producing fruit. So God said, I've got to cut them down. But watch this. When you produce fruit, he says, I'll cut you back. But I'm only pulling, I'm going to preach to somebody. I'm only pulling you back because I'm getting ready to launch you forward. I just came to talk to somebody that says, Bishop, I hear what you're saying about being an army, but I feel like I've been cut back. That's not a punishment. That's a reward. God says, I was just pulling you back so I could launch you forth. Now, watch this. Say the church. Say it again. Say the church. We are the only thing that can change America. We can't sit up here and think, oh, you know, this person's going to do this, this person's going to do this, this person's going to do this, this person's going to do this. Oh, this is the person that's going to make America great again, or this is the person, I'm with her, or I'm with him, or them, or whatever. We're going to go up the street, whatever. <laughs> Here's the deal. At the end of the day, you want to know why? No matter who we put in that office, nothing's really changed. Because they weren't ordained to change it. You, you want jobs? Make some. You want to see our young people feel valuable? Stop beating them down. Stop saying this generation. Stop saying that. Because the generation before you said that about your generation. Build them up. Speak to the king in them. Church is the only thing that can change the world. So, as we open this series, here's my challenge for you. Say challenge. Did I help anybody today? I got to quit. I'm not done, but I got to quit. Here's my, if you haven't voted, research the candidates. Watch this. Their voting record. If they're judges, the rulings they've made that are available publicly. And see if it's in your interest. Then vote for what furthers your interest. Again, I want to be full disclosure. I'm not a Democrat. 
I'm not a Republican. Technically, I'm an independent, but the reality is, is I'm kingdom. So that means if you with me, then I'm with you. You ain't with me. Don't get caught up in the media hype, believing masterful manipulation that they put out there to turn people against one another because they know it makes people vote. Hatred is more powerful. And it's sad. You say, Bishop, isn't love more powerful? No, hatred's powerful. Bishop, how do you know? Because hatred is what's driving, even in the Middle East today, that's a family fight of hatred. The descendants of Isaac and the descendants of Ishmael fighting. They're having a family fight that the world's watching. Say the church. That's why you being here is so important. You're not just coming in, and you hear me, I prophesy that you better hear me. You're going to record this day. Not many days henceforth. When the government bows to the church. When harvest is filling stadiums. Not for my glory, but for the glory of the Jesus that we serve. They're going to have to come. And bow. To the King of Kings. And the Lord of Lords. See, you being in church is more than just you getting a breakthrough, more than you getting a bay, more than you getting some cash, cars, and clothes. God says, I sent you there and I sent you to harvest to rule. And I prophesy this to our church, that our days of rulership begin now. Your days of rulership begin now. The king and priest on the inside of you rise up now. I declare you're going to be aggressive when you walk out of here about God and about the things of God and about church and about serving and about moving the kingdom forward. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.